What is up, Thrive Tribe? Welcome back to the Thrive University podcast. I am your host and chief energy officer, Jeremy Abramson. And here at Thrive University, my mission is to empower you with the tools that you never learned in school. And one of the main ways that I do that is I bring in other professors, other other masters of their craft to really shine some light to drop knowledge bombs left and right. But here's the thing, fam. At Thrive University, we do not believe that knowledge is power. We believe that knowledge is potential power. It requires you to go out there and execute on what we talk about today. It requires you to take action. It requires you to get uncomfortable. And I know that's why you're listening here right now, because you are an action taker. You don't you don't sit on the sidelines. You are a player. You are the author of your own novel. You are the director of your own movie. And I'm honored and humbled that you chose to spend some of your valuable time and energy here listening to the Thrive University podcast. Before we get started with today's show, I just want to give a huge shout out to this coffee that I'm sipping on right now, Purity Coffee. They are the most consciously crafted coffee on the market. And not only is their coffee freaking delicious, but it's also the most sustainable, all fair trade organic. It's the richest coffee for antioxidants. And so much of the coffee, especially produced in America, is filled with toxins and mold. So it's so important that we source our coffee and all of our plants and nutrients from sustainable sources. So that's why I use Purity Coffee. If you want to get hooked up with 20% off your order, go to puritycoffee.com and just put in Coach Jeremy at checkout. I promise, fam, you will not regret it. And now, let's get to today's episode with the man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Beecham. And Brandon is an entrepreneur, thought leader, author, and host of the Positive Head podcast, as well as the late night style talk show, Optimistic. Brandon has been a serial entrepreneur since childhood. And in 2011, while living on a friend's couch, he co-founded what is the present day Resort Share. And in 2015, Resort Share was actually named the 569th fastest growing private company in America in the annual Inc. 5000 fastest growing companies list. Later that same year, was when Brandon began the Positive Head podcast, which to date has amassed over 15 million downloads and has consistently rated in the top five in the spirituality category. Um, And fam, we hope to get there someday. And we will. 15 million downloads is a lot. But thank you so much for listening today. Anyways, Brandon's primary focus now is really on helping people shift their perspectives to understand the ultimate natural natural, uh, potential we all have, the nature of reality, and create more of what we want to see in our world. In an effort to do so, Brandon just released his first book in January 2021, The Golden Key. And this is all about 
teaching you the modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. In it, Brandon shares the eight keys of abundance, which he has unlocked over 25 years of experience and deep exploration. He is gifting these keys to the world via the book to help others unlock their own divine potential. And make sure to stay here till the end of the show, fam, because we actually have a special code that's going to allow you to get the book faux free. You already know. Let's get in today's show. My man, Brandon, welcome to Thrive University, brother. How are we doing? I am doing absolutely magical. I have my, my little magic wand here, so I'm ready to get to business, get down to business, you know? Yes, brother. And I was, uh, I was really excited to have this conversation. And I know you've been working tirelessly on finishing, finishing up your first book, The Golden Key. So we're going to definitely dive deeper into that later on. Uh, one of the things, and I'm starting this conversation off in, in kind of a weird place, but um, I heard get weird. through interviews. What's that? I said, let's get weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I heard one of your interviews and you talked about this idea of turning your triggers into treasures. Mm-hmm. And I love that concept. And I was wondering if you could just dive a little deeper and, and tell us exactly what you mean by that. Well, that, that, that one will take you deep for sure. We, we definitely jumped into the deep end of the pool right there. And um, I'm happy about it. Um, so, yeah, what, what I found... And, you know, as you mentioned, I've been working on, you know, a book that I just put out uh, and and it's the culmination of 25 years of deep exploration around the ultimate nature of reality. And, and as someone who, you know, really, uh, I'm not good at much, but I'm really good at recognizing patterns and tapping into uh, sort of uncovering um, who and what I am and, and then applying that in a way that is um, meaningful and helps to up-level my own growth. And, and what I found is, well, for myself and others who take the perspectives that I, I share, I like to share in real time. And that's what I've done on my podcast for five years, you know, 1400 episodes of just like, hey, I'm learning this. Oh, I got this lesson. Oh, I got triggered by this. And it, it's, you know, I always say there's, we can talk about so many things and results speak loudest, right? And so what I found uh, you know, on this 25 year journey is, you know, I can look back 25 years ago and being triggered. And I I don't think 25 years ago, I had ever been wrong about anything. You know, it's just like, (laughs) you're wrong. I'm right. Here's why it's all about winning. And then slowly, but surely I start to notice the patterns of, Hmm, I'm really triggered by this person doing this thing. What is, if I, as I became aware that, there is no out there, out there. Everything is reflecting me to me in some way, shape, or form. So I, I began to self-analyze. Hmm, uh, I'm triggered by this thing. Is it because maybe I've done that very thing and I don't like it in myself? What is this showing me about myself? How, you know, and as I started approaching triggers in this way, as opposed to you're wrong and I'm right, and, you know, this has nothing to do with me. This is all about you and your wrongness or your problem and started to explore the possibility that this is actually reflecting me back to me in some way, shape or form. And it's happening for me, not to me. Okay. Now, what do I make of this thing that's triggering me? What is this bringing up in me? Why? And I found it really 
once you start down that path, there's no going back because you can't unsee what you seen, start to see like, oh man, this is, this is triggering me because it's, 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 it's a reflection. It's a part of me in some way. There's work for me to do around this thing. And it's really helped me, Jeremy, to stop making it so like it, it, it's personal in a bad way. Like this person is, this person is just playing a role in, in my own development, right? It's like, they're a prop in my movie. And it, I believe we're all like, you know, the, the masters of our own Y-O-U universe and everything is a prop in our movie reflecting us back to us. And it, once you start just exploring the possibility but that that's how things are happening, uh, it, 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 you know, it really opens up a lot uh, in regards to, it's a fast track for growth. And it, it, it's humility. It, it requires humility. It requires, you know, I think it was Ram Dass who said um, something to the effect of, I'm not getting exactly right, treat everyone else as the master and yourself as the student. And mm. if you if you start approaching your life now, oh, this guy just flipped me off on the freeway. He doesn't know he's acting in a way that's actually beneficial to your own growth. And, and maybe even reflecting you back to you, as I put it in the, in the book, I wrote it like, yeah, maybe this guy mad on the road is a reflection of your anger when you went for the last ego in the morning and there's no maple syrup left and you threw a hissy fit. Like mm. it's, it's so, you know, always bringing it back to self in some way is, is, is really what that statement is all about. And it, in, in once you can start to, decode and 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 learn and grow and adapt based off these triggers you no longer need them anymore and they become and then there's the, the lump of coal transmutes into a diamond there's usually a there's a gift behind you know the uncoding of this the decoding of this yeah wow so many layers to unravel based off of that and and i really appreciate you providing that type of context and I, I completely agree when you say that everyone is a teacher, like we're all students and we're all reflections of each other. So that thing that was triggering you that you were seeing in someone else, like you mentioned, was probably something that was showing up in some area of your life as well. I'm curious, is there one or two of these recurring triggers that come to mind in this last you know, 25 year journey that mm. have been maybe particularly challenging to mm. overcome or defeat. Mm. Wow. You know, yeah, shoot. Where do I go with that one? Um, for me, a big issue has been, I have a lot of energy. I'm very excitable. I know you can relate to that. And the other side of that is agitation right? Is, is something not going my way, or I'm not liking the way someone's showing up or expectation about the way they should show up. So <clears throat> I had someone here, as you know, I, I have a, this communal property called the Mystic Manor in uh, Los Angeles area. And it is a hub of transformation and growth. It started out, you know, all retreats pre-COVID. And then it moved into, you know, me subleasing because it's this massive property and, you know, more of a communal property, less of a retreat center and, 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 and studio for my show optimistic. And, <clears throat> and there is a particular person who came in who <laughs> comes to mind when you talk about triggers, he had my, he has my birthday and I have like Jeremy, the, the wildest birthday synchronicity story you've ever heard. It's this Your thing birthday that, is July 28th, right? 
Yes, yes, yes. Did we talk? We must have talked about this. No, no, but you know, I I like to do my homework on these things. Apparently, yes. So yes, it's my dad's birthday, my great grandmother's birthday, my great great died on that day. Like, uh, it's like a 10, 15 minute story if I tell you all the synchronicity around it. And it keeps unfolding. And so this person came into the Mystic Manor. They have my birthday. I'm like, okay, here we go. Here comes some soul lessons, growth, collaboration, maybe all of it. You know, something's here for me. And, um, and this person really reflected a lot of my own shadow self in certain, in, in some ways. It's like, I could see myself in that. It's like, we're definitely cosmically connected. We're definitely, you know, um, it, it, it definitely was a divine design. I believe soul contracts are a thing that we, we set up. Okay. I'll see you down there. I'm going to come in and I'm going to push your buttons here, here, and here for your growth and for, you know, I'm gonna, and he triggered, triggered me like. Whew, in, in a major way. And, and out of that came so much growth. And, and it was sort of like, you know, I believe as we evolve, Jeremy, it's like uh, sort of, I, there's a meme that floats around that I love that, that speaks to this, like evolution, our evolution is like a spiral. We, we, we circle back on things that we think we've worked through for further and deeper clarification. We're like layers of an onion, these, you know, multidimensional infinite beings. And there's a lot going on there. And so, you know, you think you've sort of leveled up and overcome certain things. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's, let's go deeper here. Bring in Q character, you know, so-and-so for, for this part of your journey. And this character came in and just triggered me like crazy. Um, and, what was and it in particular that was triggering? Are you able to kind of share that? Well, um, you know, I don't want to get too personal because we, we are friends and resolved it really well. And I don't, I don't want it to get linked back or, you know, it's, it's not about, uh, well, you know, he, he can be, get very agitated and very go from zero to a hundred. The easiest way I can put it, you know, without going too detailed, is he can go from zero to a hundred very quickly, you know, with agitation, expectations, um, needing to be right, talking over people, um, all things that I have worked on very hard and um and just like kind of like the verbal onslaught like no i'm right you're wrong here's why and just like bull you know like verbally bullying even and Mm -hmm. in this case that you know he had some other challenges that he was working through that just it was like my shadow on steroids you know and it's like okay universe and it caught it brought all of it out in me it's like it's like you know if you and i are both playing a guitar next to each other and I pluck a string and the same string on your guitar is going to vibrate because it's in resonance. So here came this character that's like, oh, I can like stir up that, that vibration in you, no problem. And it caused me to like react, you know, on a couple of occasions in a way that was like, I hadn't gotten that heated and agitated since I was like 14 with my little brother, you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what is this? And then, then it's important to like, realize, okay, this stuff is wanting to be brought to the surface. And how do I learn? Okay, then the next time I, I realized, I came to a point where I, it, I was so unhappy being cohabitating that I was like, you know, either he leaves or I shut this whole thing down. I, I can't do it anymore. It's just, I, I actually really love and care about it. And now we have a great relationship. It's such a beautiful story, like of growth and yeah. redemption for us both. Um, but you know, at the time um, when I was in the midst of it, I was like, I- I'm going to just shut this whole thing down if he won't, if he won't leave, because I-, I can't, I can't be under the same roof anymore. And, and then it occurred to me, Jeremy, I was like, you know, Brandon, if you get the lesson that you're supposed to get from the interaction with this soul, 
then a natural separation occurs. I believe we come together with anyone, romantic relationship, any kind of relationship because there's an opportunity for growth there. The universe mm-hmm. is efficient. It's looking for you to grow. Once the message has been received, the lesson has been gotten, a natural separation will occur. So I didn't see a way to get him to leave because he was saying he wouldn't and refused and COVID, you can't make me and all that. And and then I, it occurred to me, it's like, well, if you get the lesson and stop reacting, you know, and instead pass the test, the universe will take care of the rest. Yeah. And so that's, the, you know, I found that place and sure enough, you know, repeating cycle, here comes the onslaught of like really intense energy. And instead of reacting and, 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 and buying into it, it's like, no, here, you know, just calm, cool, collected, finding ways to communicate outside of verbally, because that would just so triggering only text, like, you know, yeah. and magically all of a sudden things just opened up and he's like, Oh, some things are changing. I will leave. Uh, and, and he, now he's in like the best situation he could have, I could ever hope for him. He could hope for himself for the work that he does. And, and we're, you know, I've talked to him yesterday, you know, and it's like, we're, we're friends. We're, I mean, I know this is a soul that I'm deeply connected with. And it was such a great lesson for me to find a new way to approach it. Find, okay. I failed. I fell off the wagon many times with him at first, Okay, here it comes again. All you need to do is pass the test. You just need to get through it. And it, it, the, 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 the uh, resolution will present itself. And it did. It was a great lesson. I love that, brother. Thank you for sharing that. And a couple of things I want to just call to attention are you mentioned earlier, like you hadn't gotten that upset since you were 14 with your younger brother. And Mm -hmm. that's oftentimes when we do get most triggered, when we see things from our childhood manifest and come up later in life. And it's like, Oh crap. Like, how did they know that they could push my buttons like that? And, and I think a lot of it, um, I'd love to kind of hear where you stand on this, but a lot of it goes just to kind of unaddressed wounds, maybe from the past that we haven't fully healed. And also I want to just put out a call to action for everyone listening and watching, like think about a relationship maybe in your recent past, or maybe that you're going through now that is challenged and maybe you butt heads and maybe think about a way that you can actually proactively bring more light and compassion to the situation. And really like Brandon mentioned, be more of a a student and like, oh my God, this person's teaching me such a valuable lesson right now. And I love that mindset, brother. Um, and, and I'm curious to know in terms of relationships, you've been on this journey, like you said, for 25 years. And I'm sure that it's taken a lot of twists and turns. Um, you're in a relationship, yeah, with, with Karen, correct? Correct. And I'm curious to know, because I think we touched on this, our last conversation, during my last ayahuasca ceremony, how it came up for me that I was unable to fully receive from the divine feminine. And I'm selfishly asking this question, you know, what has been maybe different about the relationship you have with Karen, as opposed to some relationships from the past and what Mm. has enabled you to fully receive her love and her support? Ah, what a great question. So simultaneous with my own, you know, inner work and spiritual journey, I guess you would say, and, uh, you know, on the path to becoming my greatest and grandest self, um, over the, these, you know, many years, 
you know, relationship after relationship, but, you know, many, most of my adult life relationships. And what I've seen is and noticed that really holds true to my belief that reality shows up as a reflection of where we are. Whoever we're attracting into our field is going to, must be a vibrational match in some way for that to happen. And so um, with her, it's the healthiest relationship that I've ever had. And I've had my fair share of some pretty, I, I mean, I think back, you know, when I first started dating and how unhealthy and toxic some of the relationships that I participated in, but they were a reflection of where I was at in my own growth and development. So, you know, with her, it's really, really powerful because, um, you know, I, I think about how much, how much dating and things that I've done over, over the years. And it's the first person that really feels like, wow, this is a full match. You know, this person is like, can, can really like, um, keep up with my own, um, evolutionary path and how quickly I'm choosing to traverse that. And as, um, you know, and, and you know, w- what's great about, um, our relationship is communication is like, is, is everything I've found, you know, so many relationships and dating, it's like games and hiding and non-transparency. And, and if you can, if you can be really, really clear about what you're struggling with, what your issues are, it's like, when you let it fester, that's when it really becomes toxic. If you can, you have two people that are together who are really wanting, you know, what I say to her is I want for you what you want for you. And I want to have a relationship that isn't about owning the other person, isn't about putting them on a shelf. And, you know, it's, it's non-conventional in the, in the fact that we have an open relationship. And uh, what that means, it doesn't mean we're both going to go out on dates every other night or anything like that. Just we can, we, we honor in each other and love each other unconditionally to the point where I want for you what you want for you. I, I, if you, there's someone that you wish to connect and spend time with, I don't want to stop that from happening. It's the opposite of jealousy is a word called compersion, being excited for your partner to experience and, and connect with other souls. Because the reality is, that's what human, you know, this experience is all about. And what happens with a lot of traditional structures, and not to say that monogamy is bad or any of that are wrong. There is, it's just all where you're at in your development. But for me, it is really the openness, just the opportunity to be able to do and be myself fully. And, and I, I can share anything that I'm feeling or thinking. And instead of, oh my gosh, I'm so insecure, you know, I'm going to react and be angry at you and give you an ultimatum. Even if it is triggering a little bit for each other, we talk about that. And it's like, how do we, how do we communicate? How do we, how do we bring as much to the surface as possible and be as transparent as possible? And what that opens up is just like such a nut for me, a deeper next level of love other than anything that I've experienced. It's just like, Wow. It's like, and, and I've heard people say before, cause I've, I've had this vision for a relationship for a long time and had some, you know, um, some experience with past partners, never as healthy and, and fulfilling as, as where I'm at now. Um, but you know, a lot of times people will be like, Oh yeah, I could never have that. Oh, that's impossible. That's, you know, uh, and it's like abracadabra means I create as I speak. Yeah, you're right. Your words are your wands, your spelling, you're casting a spell with what you're saying. I have told a different story and 
abracadabra, the universe has presented something that is a complete vibrational match to the story that I've told and the vision that I've held. So I don't quite even remember what the initial question was, but that's my rant on my relationship. Yeah. And I'm happy if you want to reframe and uh, answer something specific. I can't. Yeah, that, that actually took a little unexpected twist. So that's way that's why I'm grateful that these conversations are open and, and they take different twists and turns, just like our human experience. You know, sometimes it's unpredictable and you have to kind of uh, pivot from maybe your initial question or your script, whatever it may be. Um, so, so going back to this open relationship, I'm curious, did it start off open? Did it start off like exclusive? And then you guys kind of both uh, evolved and, and, and decided like mutually, Hey, this is something we want to explore. And my next question for that um, is anyone who's considering doing this, you know, considering an open relationship, because I know, like you just mentioned, there's people that are imagining their girlfriend being banged <laughs> by another dude, by another dude. Like, like that, that's gotta, that's gotta, you know, that's gotta challenge your peace of mind. And listen, I get it, Brandon. You want, you, you want your, you want your woman to be happy. You want what's best for her. I get it. I totally understand that. But like, did, did it take a little time to get used to the thought of somebody else potentially penetrating your woman? Not just that's penetrating a, with the mind a, and soul, but also physically. That's a great question. And um, no one's ever asked me that when I talk. Well, I take that back. They, they have. Not on a podcast. So, um, so first off, there is a great TED Talk by a guy. It's only like 12 minutes. Christopher Ryan. He wrote a book called uh, Sex at Dawn. And the TED Talk is, are we designed to be sexual omnivores? I think every human should watch this 12-minute talk. I mean, he basically shows we're more like chimps and bonobos than an African elephant is to an Indian elephant. And you start looking at the genetics. It's like, hey, we've been around, they think modern man, two to 300,000 years. Um, the last 10,000 have we done this monogamous pair bonding. Before that, it was fierce egalitarianism. We shared everything. It didn't mean that, you know, he's just in this book extending that to the idea of sexual relationships. Doesn't mean there wasn't pair bonding. Doesn't mean there wasn't love there. It just means it wasn't sexually exclusive. So, you know, 5% or less of modern man. And of course, some people think we've been around millions of years. That's a whole nother, you know, conversation, but science will say two to 300,000 years. So it's like, what we're doing now is actually against it. You look at our closest, you know, ancestors, uh, our closest cousins, uh, chimps and bonobos, they are ain't, ain't even close to monogamous, you know? And so he, he just lays out all this evidence to say, you know, like, look, here's the evidence. And so I've always felt like, I, you know, you ask the question, does it, does, you know, uh, for a guy thinking about another guy with your girl, I'm pretty sure there's lots of guys out there that are like, yeah, God, that's awful to think about. But then if they think about themselves with another girl, they're like, I'm in, you know, that part doesn't bother me at all. I'm real excited about that. So for me, Jeremy, I feel like I'm meant to help bring this topic to the forefront and we're seeing it more and more and more. It's becoming more and more common, more and more popular. So the answer to your question is, I know I was wired to, um, to actually go this path because it actually turns me on to think about my partner with someone else. I'm oh, not saying wow. it can't, 
I'm not saying it can't be challenging. I'm not saying there couldn't be jealousy there. I'm not saying I want my best friend to be banging my girlfriend, but it, it, it is, it's like, okay, I looked at it years back and I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like this actually turns me on to some degree and everyone else is like horrified by it. And especially if I'm in the, in sort of in the know or controlled or, you know, Sorry to interrupt today's show, but I just want to shout out our sponsors because these two companies are literally the way that I start and end my day. And first, Purity Coffee. This is the cleanest, most sustainable fair trade coffee on the market. And it also has the highest contents of antioxidants. 97% of coffee in the US has mold and mycotoxins. So we don't want that shit in our body. So the best way to really avoid it is by investing in a delicious brew. And you might be spending four or $5 a cup on your morning cup of coffee. This is a great way to not only improve your level of coffee, your quality, but also save some money too. So go to puritycoffee.com and type in Coach Jeremy at checkout. You'll get hooked up with 20% off. And yeah, enjoy that shit. And think of me every time you have your morning cup of joe. And then I got a shout out CBD, Santa Cruz Medicinals. They have absolutely hooked it up and have helped me with my deep sleep with their deep sleep turmeric capsules. I usually take these every other night and I've tried different CBDs in the past, but none of them really imp impacted me. And um, I really encourage you to give these both a try, both the Purity Coffee and the CBD. They have tinctures, they have capsules, they have a whole bunch of cool stuff. And again, the most sustainable, the highest quality, Coach Jeremy at checkout, 20% off, get hooked up and continue to elevate your health, your wellness in 2021. Now let's get back to the show. Now I get to just do whatever I want. And it doesn't mean I'm out there just trying to sleep with everyone or it, quite the contrary, but to know that I can do what I want and be, be me fully. Like I've always gotten so much from interacting with females and female energy, whether it's sexual or not, just the connection feels great. Like females are amazing, right? It's like, well, a lot of traditional relationships, like cut that shit off. Don't you talk to her? Don't you look at her eyes to the ground? Like that's the, that's the surefire way for me. It, if you want to like cut and wither all of my ability to love and thrive, that's a really good way to do it. Cut off yeah. that potent piece of who I am and put it on a shelf. Meanwhile, the opposite, when I have been with an, someone else in our relationship or she has, it actually has brought us closer where we're like more attracted to each other and more excited by one another. So once, it, like I always talk about, you know, any of these perspectives or ideas, once you apply them, what kind of results do they get? For me, they've gotten incredible results. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing so authentically. And for those people listening that might be kind of thrown off or alarmed or disturbed by what Brandon's talking about, you know, I just we we ask that you just keep an open mind. This is how he chooses to live his life. Who's to say if yep. it's right or wrong? I personally, the thing that attracts me to that, like there's definitely I could see myself getting triggered for sure, but that's again just stuff that I probably need to work on. But again, 
it's like the freedom. And I think oftentimes relationships break down when people feel so confined, they feel uh, possessed by the other person and they limit what they can do. And I see a lot of men doing this, like, no, you can't hang out with that person or you can't wear that. It's like so hypocritical and it's only going to build resentment. Because even if it's not communicated, like, hey, you know, I don't like it when you uh, limit what I'm able to do and what I'm able to wear and all of these possibilities. Subconsciously, it's building resentment because this person is taking away part of you. They're taking away part of your freedom. So I think what you guys have done is like created that openness in that space. And I trust and assume that like you guys do it in a very, it sounds like intentional way where the communication lines are super open. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's really interesting. Maybe I should uh, bring this up to my partner. I'm definitely going to share this 12 minute Ted talk with her and we'll link to that Christopher Ryan Ted talk in the show notes fam. So make sure yeah. to check that out. Um, tell can me about what can I add one thing to it? Yeah. And one of the things too is keep in mind it's, you know, if anyone who, who's hearing me for the first time and explores, you know, the 1400 podcasts that I've done or the golden key, the book that I wrote or any of the things, my whole heart, soul, you know, dharmic path has, is all about like tapping into the realization that we're literally all one and the separation between us is an illusion. The, the consciousness that animates my form is the consciousness that animates your form. And, and we're being hoodwinked by the separation, right? And that's yes, truly bro. what I believe and feel and know. And so the fact that that's part of who and what I'm here to represent and bring more awareness to the world, it's like, okay, so now you start talking about sexual relations and it's like, it's actually me in another form, right? Yeah. There, there are no others. Yeah. <laughs> and so you start relaxing about like, oh my gosh, like I trust her enough to make the decision that's right. We're going to talk about any and everything that comes up. And I know if I'm being triggered, then, and we both have been triggered by the way, you know, in this, you know, doing this dance, but the growth is incredible that has come out of that. And the, yeah. and the, and the, the, the health of my, I mean, the health of my relationship is like, I'm very just impressed with where I've grown to, you know? And so, um, because I know where I was <laughs> before I was there and it was definitely been in some hot mess relationships that were very about, you know, there's a lot of jealousy and insecurity and all of those things rampant. And so, yeah, yeah for me, I feel like, I, I feel like we'll look back a hundred years from now and this will become it's like retro futuristic. This is like who we've been in the past and who we'll be more of in the future. And I'm not saying to throw away anyone who's like committed to monogamy or that's wrong. It's like uh, Christopher Ryan says at the end of that TED talk, we just have to change the narrative around this stuff because how many marriages have been devastated because we've been taught that means I don't love you if I'm attracted to someone else, which is actually in direct contra contradiction to who we are genetically. So it's yeah. like, if you're yourself, that means you don't love me. And now families destroyed, lives destroyed, all the things and all the judgment around something that's unconventional. It's like so many things in our, in our world that are backwards. And I think this is one of them. Like, I think what I'm doing is more in line with who we are at our core. And, and I say that with no judgment of, of anyone who's not there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and when it comes down to it, you know, I don't know about everyone, you know, listening right now, but I personally 
I've been cheated on in a relationship. I the worst. Yeah. I I'd much rather if someone did want to explore that possibility, I'd much rather have an open discussion about it. And yeah, I might get upset initially, but like, I'd much rather that happen and be open and transparent than stuff going on behind my back. And, and, and Amen. those lies just manifest and they lead to more lies and really yep. truth at the core of it. Truth is love. And yep. yes, it's a hard pill to swallow at times, but, but that's really what creates that synergy. And, and Brandon, um, and guys, for anyone who hasn't listened to the positive head podcast, I mean, Brandon's one of the most consistent prominent podcasters I know. And, and uh, one of the top, top shows for spirituality and really growth and expansion. And when I, when I looked up, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but when I was like, what, what does he mean by positive head? I found this quote <laughs> by you that says the aim of having a positive head is not to necessarily always be happy as much as it as much as it is to be at peace with what is, it's about yeah. the ability to be the calm in the center of the storm by observing your thoughts and emotions without getting sucked into those stories. Yeah. I love that. I don't remember when and where I said it, but I, I definitely put my second stamp of approval on it. That is uh, exactly how I feel. It's, um, it, you're not going to be happy with everything that happens. Let's get that, you know, this idea of um, even positivity has gotten sort of a negative rap sometimes. From, oh, you can't be positive all the time. You can't be. It's like, I, I'm not saying that there's never going to be any negativity, that you're never going to be triggered and go ape shit, and angry at someone or any of those things. It's, it's understanding that that is what you're aiming for. And it comes from alchemizing perspective, alchemizing situations to see, you know, I believe we are the creator and created rolled into one. I, you know, it's all one. I'm one with source consciousness, the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. I'm God, but don't, don't get your, your panties in a bunch over that. So are you. And so is the home person experiencing homelessness down the road. It's all source, right? It's all the one. And it, it creates the create. We are the creator and created rolled into one. So we create with the story that we're telling around something. And, and so, you know, it's like, okay, I'm going to find how this is serving me and tell the story around that. I may, um, not always be, I may fall into a negative moment and that's okay. I'm going to love myself there. I'm going to be at peace with the fact that I fell off the wagon with that person I was talking about earlier and lost my cool completely. Instead, the worst thing I could do is then beat myself up. Brandon, you know better. You, you grew past this, you idiot. Now I'm down on myself. Like that's not helping anything. It's exactly. like, it's, it's just two steps forwards, one step back. That's kind of the shuffle of our evolution a lot of times. And just like learning to love yourself where you are and not always needing to be bubbly and unicorns and rainbows. Spiritual development is actually quite, can be quite messy, but learning to become at peace with what is because you trust the mystery. You trust, that's one of the keys in, in my book, trust the mystery. Hey, this isn't what I would have consciously chosen for myself to happen in front of me as I explore what it's like to create my reality. But think peace with it. 
I'm going to become yeah. that calm in the center of the storm. Because otherwise, we're just, we're, we're puppets on a string. If this happens, I'm happy. If this happens, I'm sad. If this, right. we're just re these reactive beings that are controlled by external sources, external stimuli. When you actually, you become that, I, I, I'm going into this thing. All I know is I'm going to wrap my arms around whatever shows up and be at peace with it and accept it and do my best to navigate it gracefully. Like Charles Bukowski mm. said, it's all that matters is how gracefully we walk through the fire and your life, man, is a lot of fires and that's what you came here for. So get graceful about it and learn. And it makes the journey. And then of course, the more peaceful you become, the less need there is for things that aren't a reflection of peaceful vibrations. And it becomes this positive feedback loop that you create for yourself. Mm, I love that brother. And basically what you're saying is, is our achieving inner peace, right? Is, or maybe should be the, the priority rather than happiness, because happiness might fluctuate, like you said, with the different, the different seasons of life. But when yep. you have that inner, when you have that inner peace and that that strong groundedness and anchoredness to the earth and to your identity and to your belief systems and core values, then we're able to navigate um, in a more in a more calm and peaceful way, despite all of the turbulence on this journey. Um, and and I'm curious to know how has plant medicine helped you maybe understand that some of the stories you were telling yourself, some of these narratives and paradigms that you were operating from were in fact, just that they were just stories. So I'm curious to know how has plant medicines, uh, how, where have plant medicines come into play in terms of helping raise your self-awareness and consciousness? Great question. And, you know, I'm not sure how much your journey, how much you've, um, participated in or experienced plant medicines. If we talked about that, I don't quite recall, but uh, I've definitely done uh, my fair share of uh, explorations in the, you know, as a psychonaut, if you will. And um, so, you know, plenty of, you know, uh, psilocybin mushrooms and, um, and ayahuasca half a dozen times. And, you know, most of the other things you can think of in the psychedelic realm uh, or plant medicine realm. And so what it's helped, how it's helped me, one, it's helped to anchor in my perspective that I'm one with everything. That's just, that's sort of the, one of the, the foundational things that most people feel or experience at some level, you know, taking the plant medicine journey. So I think it's really good to get that sort of confirmation, you know, once again, it's anchoring it in more fully into, uh, my realization and, um, in, in DMT can definitely show you that in a way that most things can't. <laughs> um, so, you know, one of the things that came up for, I noticed on using ayahuasca, for example, and the half a dozen times I've done it is fierce as a very creative, you know, as I said earlier, we're the creator and created rolled into one, I believe. Well, what is source, God, higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it, what does it do? It creates. So we can be all very creative in a good way and we can be creative in a destructive way. Or in a, And if, if fear is one of those things for me that I noticed would continue to come up in plant medicine journeys. So I would go, you know, I would, I would, I would go in and all of a sudden it's like, uh, 
ideas, you know, dark ideas or, or fearful things about something awful happening to a family member that I love, or, you know, these are, someone's going to come in right now while we're mid ayahuasca journey and kill us all, or, you know, just like un irrational kind of fear. And I, and I know it was like symbolic of deeper levels of, of, um, you know, things that, that needed to be worked through. So, you know, what was interesting for me, Jeremy, I'm like my, I noticed with my, my Aya journeys over several years, um, it was like fears would come up and I'd kind of avoidance, you know, get up, go walk around, talk to someone, what, you know, how do I sort of, you know, avoid. And finally on the, the most recent one, which has now been a couple of years ago, um, I just was like, okay, whatever comes up, I'm going to embrace. And, you know, what you resist persists, what you accept, you move through. Okay, let's do it. You know, and all these fearful thoughts and ideas came up and I just, okay, I accept that. Okay, that awful thing. Okay, thank you. It's all a gift. Thank you. Thank you. And it just like, and man, I feel like I really did some work that night. Actually, I, I'd taken a pretty heroic dose of um, Aya that particular night and, um, it just caused like, it was like full Kundalini activation or just energy coursing through me so much. So I couldn't remain still. And I actually was just like, you know, I was so in it. I was just not even fully aware what was happening with my body. And like and the next day it looked like I'd been beat up with a bat on my like shins because I was kicking like this bookshelf next to me or something. And I think I, I, I processed and, and was able to transmute a lot on that particular journey of facing my fears in a way that so that in in my the story I tell around it is okay by facing them in that in that domain I don't I didn't have to face some of those those energies here you know in a more physical you know um difficult environment perhaps so yeah and that's what I think dreams help with too same kind of thing a lot of times is to process these fears because Here's the thing, you know, who and what we are isn't for the faint of heart. We are, you know, source God, you know, this, this infinite being that experiences herself throughout eternity. Um, it's, it's a work of art. It's this creative work of art and we're, we're our soul's, you know, expression. And you've never seen a work of art, a beautiful work of art without shadow in it, right? You can't yeah. know that what you are with, you can't know that what you are if you don't, you know, without knowing that what you are not. So yeah. yes, it is. God is synonymous with love. That's what it is. That is the reason for it all, I believe. But, yeah. you know, let it all be one and all be love for eternity. And that becomes pretty meaningless pretty quickly. There becomes no contrast, no context. And so have a little bit of separation from that. Have some darkness, have some pain, have some, you know, and that's what I believe we're here doing. So all the question is always, what part of it all do you want to experience now? You yes. you get to choose. Like, have you had enough darkness, pain, separation, uh, challenge? Don't hate on it because it actually is necessary for love to have to mean anything. And you know, it's like I think of my brother. He went to jail in in, in his early twenties uh, for not paying a ticket or something. And he's the most sensitive person I know. And he came out of jail after four days or whatever. I mean, this person, like the last person who <laughs> just thinking of him in there, it's like hilarious and sad all at once. And he comes out, you know, the super sensitive person. And he's like, oh my gosh, you know, and I remember it was like midnight, he got released. I picked him up and I cooked him a Hot Pocket, right? To, to eat. And to this day, you know, all these years later, he's like, that Hot Pocket was the best meal I ever had. 
And so it was the contrast of what he had just been through that made it so amazing and rich and delicious and ah, relief, you know? And so whenever we get, it's so easy to get so down on what's happening on our planet. And, And if you can start to put it in the framework of the understanding of what God is up to, yeah, it, it, it's all happening for love in the end. And to me, that really brings a lot of peace to the challenges and the hardships that I in, both personally affected by and that I see in, you know, the, the, the extension of myself uh, as the rest of the world and people out there. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate your perspective always, brother. Um, it's funny you mentioned some of those things too, because specifically with the shadow and oneness, when this past weekend in San Francisco with my friend, I took a very small dose of mushrooms, like bigger than a microdose, but by no means like a heroic dose. And um, that's what I felt so much, that oneness, which I've, I also experience every time I do Aya, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it was crazy because I'm usually scared of bees. And my dad was allergic to bees, like getting stung by a bee. So I always grew up like, I can't get stung. I can't get stung. And I still have yet to be stung. At wow. Yeah. I've still yet to be stung. But dude, in San Francisco, there's like these beautiful little purple flowers, like a whole batch of them. And I just saw, like I was observing the bees just extracting nectar or whatever other nutrients they could from the flowers. And I was like, Wow. That's so beautiful, like the synchronicity of how everything's working. And this is something that I've been scared of or avoiding. Like, and I was like, my face was all up in there. I was like, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and I just think it's worth mentioning because like you said, I think this idea and sense of separation is a big driver of anxiety and depression and other brain health issues that lead to people, you know, binging on food, drugs, alcohol, whatever it is, is this idea that they're alone. Right. And, and in fact, what you're so big about preaching on, which I love is, is this idea of oneness. And I think it's so powerful if people can really experience that. And of course, Brandon, you and I, for people listening, you know, do your homework, do research, be safe. If you decide to explore psychedelics in whatever capacity. Yeah. And and both of us are happy to answer questions. If you, if you shoot us, you know, a DM on Instagram. Um, And Brandon, I, I, I can't end this show before asking you about the golden key, this unbelievable piece of work you've put together to add so much value to the world. Can you tell us what was your inspiration? for the golden key and and what are people going to get out of it? So my inspiration, one of the things that happens when you, when you start on this journey of self-realization is so I imagine you have a fair amount of it in your own life is just so much like synchronicity and communication with, you know, there's some people who are like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a medium and I can talk to the dead or, you know, I'm having multidimensional experiences. I haven't, I haven't had any of those sort of experiences per se, but I have an incredible amount of synchronicity and like communication will come through dreams sometimes. And it becomes very apparent that I'm getting a message, you know? And uh, that's what happened with the golden key. It came to me in a dream. The idea came to me in a dream. I've always known I would write a book. um, And I've sort of thought to myself, I'm, 
I'm not going to do it until I'm really inspired, till I'm really lit up about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to force it, you know, follow that excitement. And one day it'll happen. And I actually started on one before I even started my podcast and then just kind of put it on the shelf and got excited about the podcast and okay, I'm just going to follow my, you know, where my heart's leading me. And here we are all these years later in August, I got, I had a dream and about what the book would be about and also sort of the unique way that I'm putting it out there. Um, And so the name of it is The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And it's basically distilled you know, I'm, I, I love to talk, obviously, uh, 1400 episodes of the Positive Head podcast. And, and the book is like the, the, the other side of the coin. It's like, okay, let's distill down everything that you've learned as concisely as possible, you know, over 25 years of, of, of exploring the ultimate nature of reality in these perspectives. And, and that's what, you know, the book was for me. And um, yeah, so the idea came in a dream and then there was all the synchronicity about around it that I share in the book that just super inspiring and mag- magical. And um, so, uh, yeah, I wanted to share with people, you know, a lot of people, you know, abundance is a big thing. We hear a lot about manifestation. We hear a lot about abundance and a lot of people think it, you know, instantly thinks of, of money, monetary wealth, right? That is a form of abundance. Um, and but it's not the, the, I would, I mean, I would say time is the greatest form of abundance <laughs> health, you know, I mean, show me a billionaire who's, you know, on their deathbed and I'm sure they would trade with me in a second. Right. So it's, it's really put, I wanted to help put it into perspective. You know, it, it, I start the book off. Like if you think this is a book that's going to, you know, tell you how to, you know, invest in cryptocurrency and make more money or, you know, any of those things, you know, switch to Geico and save $300 a year. This ain't that book. This is about, I'm always really big on what's the core of something. Let's get to the root. What's the base? What's the root of abundance? Understanding who and what you are and, and the nature of the situation in which you find yourself as a being in physicality. And so I go and I share eight keys, you know, seven keys. And then eight, it's like the, the golden key, the, the, the master key that ties them all together um, that I found over these 25 years and applying them, you know, and I always say, Hey, anyone can say anything. What are the, what are the results that they've gotten for you? You know, they've gotten incredible results for me. I went from my friend's couch to an Inc. 500 fastest growing private company in the U.S., you know, achieving what one in 10,000 entrepreneurs is ever able to do, to do statistically, um, get to 10 million a year plus in revenue. Um, I did it from tapping into these perspectives. I'm one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. Everything I see is an extension of me. All the abundance on this planet, in the cosmos, beyond the physical dimension, it's all a part of me. It's just a matter of creating the right conditions to allow more of it to flow through, to open the faucet more by applying the right perspectives. It's like I talk about in the book, uh, you know, you can take an acorn. Inside that acorn is an oak tree. Only if the right conditions are created in order for it to grow. If the kid picks it up, puts it on a shelf in his bedroom, it'll never become an oak tree. Put it in the right soil, the right water, the right, you know, sun, and voila, look what sprung forth from it. And yes, the the seed had to crack and some weirdness along the way for that transformation, just like the caterpillar to the butterfly, same kind of thing. And so it's, it's what I found 
and, and, and many others. It's not like, you know, I'm the only one who's seen these things, but I tie them in together in a Brandon-ish way, you know, and uh, just here, here it is. Here's my keys to abundance. You apply these things and don't believe me, you know, try and see for yourself, see what, what kind of results they get you. And, um, and then I, and I, so I also wanted to practice what I preach or walk the talk with, um, I call it the good kind of selfish. If I help enough people to understand and apply these perspectives, it comes back to me because what I do to you, I do to you to myself because you're an extension of me. So how do I share this as widely as possible is what I thought. Well, I always like doing things different and, and being cre super creative. I'm like, I want to gift the book to people and, and, and then empower them if it, if it was meaningful to them to gift it to others as well. So I created this whole system of, if you have a golden key code, you can download the audio or ebook for free, and then you can create your own and continue to share this information. I believe it's the quickest way to wake up our planet. Maharishi, the, the father of transcendental meditation said, if we can get 1% of the population to shift into a state of mindfulness, it will affect the rest of, of, of the planet, you know, or the, the book, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell says, if you can get 10% to adopt something, it's over. It, it's going to spread like wildfire. So to me, the quickest way in this, this we're kind of like teenagers with the, with the sports car right now as, as a society, you know, like in this kind of unsafe transition, like, uh, how does humanity survive? I believe spreading this wisdom uh, and others who are, sh are sharing it, ways to thrive like you're doing, um, perspectives that are positive and helping to empower you and, and, and help you re-member, come back together with the other parts of ourselves, create community um, is, is the way. So, okay, I'm going to gift it to everyone. And then I invite people afterwards to play a game, a manifestation game at the end and, and any, any resources that flow into um, the site through that. I share with all the people who are part of it, all the readers. And so, yeah, doing some unique, very fun things with it. And it's just, just a few weeks since it came out and just getting some really great feedback so far and um, just yeah. yeah, enjoying the ride. Yeah. And fam, stay tuned uh, till the end of the show because I'm going to, Brandon was generous enough to uh, create a really cool and special offer for everyone listening here. So uh, in a couple minutes, you're going to get access to that offer. So just stay tuned. I know you're at the edge of your seats after he was talking about this, but again, this, I really believe, will help open up a lot of possibilities for people. And, you know, as Brandon was mentioning, a lot of this creation was his intuition. It was doing what was kind of flowing through him at the time. And I think a lot of people, basically everyone, have similar type signals coming through, but we haven't learned how to listen to them. We haven't tapped in to trust ourselves to really follow that path. And our hope is that by accessing these tools, you'll be able to really create that infinite abundance that Brandon talks about and go from surviving to thriving. And, um, and, and I'm so excited for that, brother. And before we end the show today, I'm curious to know, my final question for you is two parts. My final question is, because this is Thrive University, I'm curious to know, you're a father. How old's your, how old's your son? 22. Really? 
Yeah, everyone, that's everyone's reaction. <laughs> Part of my own abundance is refusing to grow up and telling the story. I don't believe in getting sick. I don't believe in getting old. You know, uh, I think old aging is not, aging is not optional. Getting old is optional. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I've literally, you know, I, I, my aim is to be a poster adult for childhood and to continue. I, I believe that is the key to a lot of the, actually I talk about in the book that, that less, you know, in the Bible, it says, lest you become like a child, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So yes, I have a 22 year old. I'm 46 actually. So wait, so that expression is aging or can you, can you aging say isn't, Yeah, 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 yeah. A- aging isn't optional. Getting old is. I love that. That's so powerful. I think, oh man, I love that. I've never heard that before. Um, that's really powerful. So, so curious to know for your son, who's 22, wherever he's at in his life, what's one thing that you wish maybe he was taught in school or you were taught in school that you think every single person on the face of the earth should be taught in that educational Mm. process? Great question. Um, So the thing that I like to share with everyone who's listening to this, anyone that I get the chance to connect with, you are enough exactly as you are where you are. There has never been a being more divine than you are. You are it. It is you. You are one with, you are, think of it in these terms, like the universe, I think has been around 14 billion years-ish, something like that, right? The it's, it's been evolving the whole time. You are the pinnacle tip of the spear of the of evolution. Just in the, you go back uh, 400 years and you have like thousands of grandparents, right? Think of all the choice points, sacrifices. You are you, what your ancestors dreamed of in perfectly imperfect state, in exactly as you are with all your warts and flaws and all those things. You don't have to be like, Brandon or Jeremy, you are you. You are, it's like comparing apples and oranges. You're on your own unique journey back to the source from which you departed at some point in your evolutionary journey. And you're exactly where you need to be. And you, you'll never run out of time because time is an illusion. Even when you discard this physical vessel, you have infinity stretched before you. Like get, relax into the reality that you are an eternal being that always has been and always will be. And there is no more perfect being than you. You And there's some, if you haven't found your thing yet, the thing that lights you up the most, your dharmic path, any of those, congratulations, because that means it's still ahead of you. It's just a matter of you creating the right conditions like the, you're still an acorn ready to become an oak tree, but the oak tree is in there. You are absolutely one with the source consciousness that created every beautiful thing you see. And it's waiting for you to create the right conditions and to be ready. There's a natural process, evolution, ebb and flow that you're in the middle of right now. And if you're hearing these words, you should be really excited because you would not be attracted to this vibrationally. You can't, you can't show up and hear these words if you're not a vibrational match in some way, shape or form. So that is um, my big congratulations to you because you're on the path. Just, Love yourself where you're at and what you resist persists, what you accept, you move through. So that might be more of an answer than you were looking for, but that's the thing that I think every child should be taught from the jump. Yeah. Well, 
I think that's a perfect place to wrap up. And we're definitely going to have to create a part two moving forward. And I know we have some future collabs coming up, which I'm super excited about. But Brandon, before we uh, before we let you go, I definitely want to just acknowledge you, brother, for showing up in such a powerful way. I mean, guys, if you don't know what podcasting requires, you know, I know it may seem like it's a very easy production and, and process because you listen to the final product, but it isn't like it, it requires a lot of moving parts. And ultimately it requires a ton of commitment and consistency. So to put out the amount of shows over 1400 that Brandon's put out over the last five years, that is incredible, brother. Like, thank you so much for serving and really following your soul's purpose and operating with that childlike wonder. I think we all are benefiting from that. So thank you so much, brother. And I can't wait for people to access the golden key and see what's possible for themselves. Yes, yes. I am uh, super excited for any of you who want to to check that out. It's, you know, it's it's been such a labor of love creating it and creating this show with you, Jeremy. I absolutely honor you as a beautiful reflection that you are doing the work that you're doing. And it's it's so fun to to weave and co-create together. And, you know, rising tide raises all ships. So, um, you know, I love to, you know, support you in everything that you're doing. And um, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for showing up. And I have to, oh, I do have to say, I've had a little help with those episodes. The last year and a half, about a year and a half ago, um, Dr. Erica Middlemiss started coming, my dear friend, and doing Tuesday and Thursday. So I was, I was doing some things where it's like, okay, I'm going to get the little help with because we do five days a week on positive head and, um, and give them some female energy sometimes too. And that was a really good decision because she's amazing. So. Hell yeah, brother. And, and that's just another powerful lesson for everyone listening. You know, if you need help, which you will, you can't do all this heavy lifting by yourself, you know, don't be afraid to ask for support, ask for help, ask for help. Yep. And, and I promise you there's people that are there that are aligned with you that want to support you, but you need to take that step and ask. So fam, you already know what time it is. It's time to stop surviving and find that golden key so you can thrive. Oh my goodness, Thrive Tribe. I don't know about you, but that conversation blew me away. And Brandon is such an incredible example of what it means to really do the work. This guy, as he mentioned, has really been tapping into his consciousness and self-awareness for 25 years. So I want you to remember that this is a process. This is a journey. Don't beat yourself up if you have a bad day or a bad week. It's part of the process and you're growing, you're learning, you're expanding. And honestly, it means the world that you spent an hour here listening to the Thrive University podcast. I appreciate you more than you even know it. And as I mentioned, we are hooking you up with free access to Brandon's book. And all you got to do is go to goldenkey.gift. And this is the gift, goldenkey.gift. Again, you're going to get the book for free instead of paying $11.11. Um, just put in Coach Jeremy at checkout and you'll get it. 
for free. No gimmicks, no, no, no funny business. We just wanted to give as many people access to this as possible. So hopefully you take advantage of this unbelievable opportunity to continue growing and unlocking that infinite abundance that we all have access to. And finally, fam, I appreciate you so much. Your support, your energy for this show genuinely means so much to me. And if you got anything from the show today, make sure to post on your IG story and tag me at Coach Jeremy 305 Let me know what was the biggest takeaway you had from today's show? What was the message that really resonated with you? Please, 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 because understand, fam, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is potential power. So I want to see you put this stuff into practice. And by tagging me on IG, I know you are doing so. All right. Get off the sidelines. This is your life. And if you feel inspired to share this show, that's a tongue twister. Share the show. Share the show. If you feel inspired to share the show with a friend or family member who you feel would benefit from the message, please, 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 it means the world. And finally, if you're really feeling inspired, you can leave a review for the podcast. And I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but this actually helps so much, more than you could ever imagine. So um, please, 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 fam, if you decide to do that, remember that you're making a huge contribution. You're allowing more people to access this information. You're allowing us to impact more lives. And that is ultimately why I do this, why I do this stuff at the podcast. It's not easy. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of commitment and consistent effort, but it's worth it to know that the message is resonating with people out there and helping them make changes and transformation in their life. So I appreciate you so much. And you already know what time it is. It's time to stop sitting on the sidelines and start thriving. <laughs>